ethos. Your perspective changes everything. Stephen Covey, in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, tells the story of the time he was riding on a subway in New York City one Sunday morning. People were sitting quietly reading or resting with their eyes closed. It was a really peaceful scene. But then a man and his children got on the subway car, and the man sat next to him and closed his eyes, apparently oblivious to his children who were yelling, throwing things, even grabbing people's stuff. And Stephen couldn't believe that this guy could be so insensitive, and so he eventually turned to the guy and said, Sir, your children are disturbing people. I wonder if you could control them a little more. The man lifted his eyes as if he saw the situation for the first time and said, Oh, you're right. I guess I should do something about it. We just came from the hospital where their mother died about an hour ago. I don't know what to think. I guess they don't know how to handle it either. And in that instant, Stephen Covey saw things very differently. And because he saw it differently, he felt differently. And then he behaved differently. His irritation vanished in an instant, and his heart was filled with compassion. Your wife just died? Oh, I'm sorry. Can you tell me more about it? What can I do to help? His perspective changed everything. Welcome to the Next Simple Step Podcast. I'm Paul Goldsmith, and on today's episode, I want to talk about changing your life by changing your perspective, and in particular, about giving other people and ourselves more grace and seek for understanding before trying to control a situation or another person. I was reminded of the Subway story recently when the announcement was made that the actor Bruce Willis was retiring from acting due to his diagnosis of aphasia. Shortly after the announcement, director Kevin Smith came out and said he felt awful because a few years ago he publicly criticized Bruce Willis and on Mark Maron's podcast actually said that it was soul-crushing to work with Willis. But now, in light of his perspective change and the diagnosis, Kevin tweeted, long before any of that stuff, I was a big Bruce Willis fan, so this is really heartbreaking to read. He loved to act and sing, and the loss of that has to be devastating for him. I feel like an a-hole for my petty complaints from 2010. So sorry to Bruce Willis and his family. Man, Kevin Smith gets it, and I really respect him for owning his comments. We've all said things we've regret. We all don't come out publicly and apologize for them. What a wonderful example. What would your life look like if everyone who ever criticized you came back and apologized? How freeing would that be? Well, it's probably not going to happen, but... For the relationships that matter, for the the weight that you carry, what would it look like for you to go back to those individuals and tell them how their comments or their words made you feel? Too often at home, or especially at work, we will be hurt by something and not want to let the other person know they got to us, and so then we put up our defenses. And then we're a little cautious around that person, or we might say something negative about that person to another person, and there is this cloud in the air, I've found that it's a lot more freeing to clear the air, to make sure that we tell the truth to one another and and have some perspective. I love the quote by Ian McLaren. He said, 
Be kind, for everyone you know is fighting a hard battle. What if we just walked around with that posture every single day and sought to understand the perspective of others before rushing to judgment? And as much as I'm talking to you, I'm talking to myself on this because I know I have a tendency to make snap judgments about people and how they ought to behave or what they ought to do instead of actually seeing the other person and seeking to understand where they're coming from. But this isn't anything new. This is age old. Should be common sense by now. Dale Carnegie wrote in How to Win Friends and Influence People almost 100 years ago in 1936, three techniques for handling people. Number one, don't criticize, condemn, or complain. Number two, give honest and sincere appreciation. And number three, arouse in the other person an eager want. So simple. But if this were written today, I like to think Mr. Carnegie might use another word than handling people. But the wisdom stands, number one, don't criticize, condemn, or complain. This is most important for your number one critic, which most likely lives inside your head. It's that voice that tells you that you're not good enough or you'll never accomplish the big dream or or whatever it is. Just let yourself off the hook. Everyone, including yourself, is fighting a hard battle. You showed up today and tomorrow you'll get another shot. No one's perfect, but your perspective really does change everything. That's why I can't recommend enough morning pages or journaling or or whatever means you have to get what you're feeling out of your head, out of your body, and onto paper so that you can start to process it and take action. And if you're feeling hurt about something, you address that. If you're feeling challenged, there's an opportunity there. Whatever it is, you ought to pursue. And if there are other critical voices in your life, my suggestion would be a next simple step is to give others grace and be truthful to their face about how their actions or their words have made you feel so that you can address them. So much unpleasantness could be limited by just getting real with people, tell the truth, and having crucial conversations. There's a whole book, highly recommend crucial conversations, especially for managers, because as I've consulted businesses, nonprofits, a common challenge I see is managers not wanting to have crucial conversations with the people they're taking issue with, but they'll have those conversations with other people hoping that somehow it'll get back to the person and they'll correct their behavior when they could save themselves and others a whole lot of trouble by just sitting down and asking the other person their perspective and finding common ground and then outlining what they would like to see changed. Just be truthful and have it out. I do think the idea of the annual performance review is so antiquated. How about people know where they stand all the time? If there's something that someone's falling short in, let them know that's the kind thing to do. Clarity is kind. And none of us see completely clearly, but we can help each other because it's been said that we don't see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. And if you only have negative voices or a majority of the voices in your life are negative, are limiting, then that's the way you're going to see the world in a scarcity mindset. 
But what we see determines how we act, and then how we act determines our results, and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So I just want to encourage you today to give yourself grace, change your perspective, and look for the good, the positive. If there are issues coming up for you that bring up negative emotions, to not stuff them inside or ignore them, but actually get it out in the open and address it. Find out why that is. And if you need a positive voice in your life, I'd be happy to do that. You can text me at 559-574-3210 or just send me a message on Twitter or Instagram. I'm Paul J. Goldsmith. Thanks for listening to the Next Simple Step podcast. I'll talk to you next time.